Praise the Lord. If you don't mind, please stay on your, on your feet. Uh, I want to thank God for this day. And I thank God for you who has come. I bring you greetings from me and Diana and family. The villagers of Unsagu. Hallelujah. I, I find it particularly very fulfilling to stand before you to share the word of God. Uh, there are many things I do, but when it comes to sharing God's word, whether it's with an individual or with a number of people, I feel so blessed to do it. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm very thankful to Pastor Dennis, my, my father, who has given me this opportunity. This entire week, uh, we had a jog right through the week. Uh, as I shared the word in the midweek service, and then Saturday morning, uh, I was also with the youth in the afternoon. And then the first service today, and now the second service. I count it a great, great, great blessing to be here. Hallelujah. Amen. I will not stop thanking Pastor before you all for, for raising me for training me for loving me hallelujah and I also thank you all for loving me thank you very much hallelujah uh, I bless the Lord so much um, who has brought you today in his house you did not come by yourself he brought you Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. As you get your Bible, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 34. You know, I, 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 I need to say this, by the way. It's a humbling task to preach before your father. It's like the first time Pastor Dennis asked me to drive him. We are coming, I think, from Eastern Uganda, and, and he asked me to take on the car. You are sure you know how to drive. But because now someone you own and respect and you admire has told you to sit in the driver's seat and him to sit in the co-driver's. At that point, you begin to revise everything you... <laughs> you, you try and make sure I know how to drive. It's daunting a bit, you know. So, um, I thank God for, for the grace to stand even before him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So pray for me. Amen. Are you there? Where are you? Where are you? Okay, verse 8. All right. Let's read together with all your guts. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. 
Read it again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You may be seated, please. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you that you bless this word and speak to us. Father, I pray that the seeds of truth will fall in our hearts and stay with us and change our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. There is a taste that makes you see. There is a taste that makes you see. What do you see? You see who God is. You see that God is good. It is a taste. Another word that we have been used to is the word encounter. To encounter God and to experience who God is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The meeting with God that brings you to a realization not of what God has done not of what God will do not of anything else but you come into a realization of who God is that's what the Bible is telling you to do to taste him to see that he is good praise the Lord praise Jesus the degree the level at which we taste God can affect how compelling it becomes to run after him. The level at which you are experiencing the person. Jesus. That level. Some of us taste. But our taste is not enough to compel us to go for the whole meal. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like they tell you to test the food. And you dip your finger, your no, tippy finger in the food. And you that taste is not enough that taste is not enough they tell you to taste the food and you get a spoon and you take a whole lump from the food and you mm, and your mouth gets you know, filled with that food and you really taste the food and then you say can I have more the Bible says taste and then you see that God is good Praise the Lord. Amina. Ladies and gentlemen, Banangi. there is a compelling taste. There is an experience with God that compels you. There is an encounter you can have with God that moves you from where you are and you say, I want more of this. This is not it. There has to be more. Many times we come to the presence of God. We come to the house of God. We come to prayer and we dip our finger and we get so little and we walk away and we say, oh, it was a beautiful service. But when that taste was not compelling enough to change your life, to take you on a path after God, 
There is a taste that makes you see that God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The world has not yet seen God and known Him. Because the church is busy doing. The world is so far from God because God's people have not yet found the God who is attractive or the God who is disturbing where they get disturbed about the God you have or they get attracted to the God you have. So the world has fallen so far. They even mock us they call our meetings suckers. They call us all sorts of names. Because the church is not going deep enough to taste and see that God is good. Hallelujah. God desires to be known. He wants people to know him. He's dying that people will get to know him all over the earth. But there is a man, there is a woman who needs to go deep enough in the seeking of God to reach a place that they mm, test him and they come out saying he's good. I think I'm preaching to Muslims today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God Almighty is looking for a vessel who is going to turn and say, I want to eat to taste that God is good. There is a seeking. There is a way to seek him that brings you to that place of testing him. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Where the world and the children of God when they say God is good it is not going to be about what he did. It's going to be about his person. They have met him. They know him. They have encountered the person. Not the power of God. Not the grace of God. They have met God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the place that God wants the church to be. We have seen people testify. Oh, God is good. He gave me a job. God is good. I have finished a house. God is good. This and this has happened. And we have related God's goodness to what he does. But there is another level. When you stand in the church and you testify 
about God's goodness because of what he has done. The question is, how different are you from the non-believer? You say you got a job. The non-believer got a job. You said you got married. They get married. You said that you built a house. They have mansions. What's the difference? The only good thing about you is that you come to church and give God the glory. For them, they say, I did it. But when it comes to differentiating you from the non-believer, what differentiates you? What is that that differentiates a believer from an unbeliever? Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, I'm not going. God is saying, I'm giving you an angel. The angel of my presence. Go with my angel. Everybody else is saying, yeah, we have an angel. Moses is saying, I'm not leaving this place unless I'm going with you. And he asks God a question. How shall the nations know that we are different? That we are your people? If you, your presence does not go with us. How? What is going to differentiate us from them? And Moses cries out another day and says, show me your glory. The forgotten prayer of the church. We pray today. Show me my man. Show me my wife. Show me my next level. There is a cry. God said to Moses, I will put you in the cleft and cause all my goodness to come by you. My goodness. When you testify about God's goodness, what are you testifying about? What you have seen about him or what he has done? The testimonies in the church should shift from jobs and marriage and etc. And we start to testify about the glory, about what he reveals of himself. We need to come back to that encounter, to the place where God is real to us. I'm preaching to Catholics. I hope I will graduate and reach Balokole. I began with Muslims now The church Kanisa we are in our activities. Prayer. 
church kanisa bible study bible study all those things are god ordained but they are not god ah. separate yawula the ordinances god has given the church separate them from who god is you can go through all the motions and miss god Esther, Esther, you are married. You have found favor in the king's eyes. You are married. You have entered the palace. You are now the queen. The Bible says, for 30 days, she saw not the king. A bride, a wife, who doesn't see her husband, but is in the home. Christians of today. You are in prayer. You are in Bible study. Or in Bible study. But you have still not met him. Nenga tunamusinkana. It's the reason why the church of today is very weak. Yinsongolo chikanisa ya lero nafunyo. Very weak. Nafudala. Because the activities themselves make drain us. When you hear about the next prayer meeting, you're like, ah. The next Bible study, ah. You are finished. You're worn out. You want them to give you space. Because that's not what strengthens you. What strengthens you is God Himself. The Bible does not say strength comes from prayer. The Bible says strength comes from God. Prayer is just supposed to be an avenue. An avenue to God. Not the end. It's the means to the end. Encounters with God are needed today on everyone's door in every believer's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 6, verse 6 says, Hosea chapter 6, open there. Hosea 6, verse 6. For I desired mercy. And not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. More than. More than. Does he want burnt offerings? Yes. Does he want sacrifices? Yes. Does he want you in prayer? Yes. Does he want you studying the word? Yes. Meditating the word? Yes. Praying the word? Yes. Whatever, fasting? Yes. He wants you there. But more than that, the knowledge of God, getting to know him intimately, testing to see, experiencing the person, How was the prayer meeting? Oh, we prayed. Oh, 
Oh, we prayed. How was worship? Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The church is lost in the offerings. The church is lost in the offerings. We need to get lost in God. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. I'm reading. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. And to all pleasing. Fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing. Increasing. In your intimate knowledge of him. He's not talking about Bible study. He's not talking about sitting down and listening to a sermon. He's talking about an intimate experience with God himself. Increasing in him. In that knowledge of him. Can I ask you a question? For your own good. Do you know him today? more than you knew him last week. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Are you? You may have Bible knowledge. The Muslims have it and they argue with us. The Pharisees had it and they crucified Jesus. You may have all the other things. Okay. Are you increasing in your personal knowledge of the Lord. Is there something God has told you about him that you know firsthand from him? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Increasing in the knowledge of God. True spiritual growth is when you are increasing in your intimate knowledge of God. That's your spiritual growth. And there is the outcome of that knowledge. Praise the Lord. Daniel 11.32 Daniel 11.32 Daniel And as such as do wickedly against the covenant he shall corrupt with flatteries there they are talking about the Antichrist and the system of the Antichrist. It corrupts men by flattery. I'm not going to that now. I want to go into the next part. The next part says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. The people, the people, not everyone knows him, but the people that know their God shall be strong. Strength that comes from an intimate knowledge. Strength that is not imparted from another man. Strength that is not found through any other way. But there is strength that comes through knowing God 
God, the person called God, Jesus. Yesterday I was telling the young people and I was teaching them about the 12 types of prayer. And I brought them the prayer called communion prayer. Communion prayer. The prayer of fellowship. The prayer where you come to a lover. Not to work, but to rest. You're not coming with needs and burdens and warfare. You're not coming with the whole world on your shoulders. You put that world out there. And you say, Father, I've come. I'm your child. And you commune with God. And I say, oh, most of the other aspects of prayer, they are laborious. They are working aspects. Intercession is a working aspect. Petition is a work aspect. Spiritual warfare. All this requires spiritual energy. The only prayer that does not require energy but gives you energy is the prayer of fellowship. The reason why people pray in the church and still live in defeat is because they practice laboring prayer. They have no fellowship with God. Fellowship. Fellowship. The one that, that's the one that helps you taste and see. When you come without any agenda, without any long list of requests, without all your pride, you lay yourself before God. And you are saying, I want to be just a child before you. And you start to sing him songs. You dance for him. You lay quietly before him. You rest in his presence. You pray in the spirit and just put your attention on him and then his presence comes and he realizes how quiet you have become the Bible says a quiet spirit is a great price before God a gentle and a quiet spirit it's a scripture that talks about women but it's, it's a characteristic of godliness a quiet spirit God needs you to have a quiet spirit for you to engage in fellowship you must have a quiet spirit if you're trying to engage in fellowship but there's the other burden coming out I need to pray for this I need to pray for this you're not quiet Psalms 46 verse 10 says be still and know that he is God. The place of fellowship where the children of God learn to be still in his presence and they allow the presence of God. Listen to me, church. There are times God does not come to you with a bang. Bang, says I'm here. Sometimes when we hear the word encounter, we think it's going to be some super, you know, mega experience. God is going to come in a cloud. Like he came to Moses. No. There's times, and this is most of the time, God comes upon those who wait upon him. Like the dew of the morning. 
His presence begins to just come and settle on you like dew of the morning. When you are quiet in his presence, when you are in worship, while you give your attention to him, you start to feel like there's a blanket on your life. You start to feel that embrace of God, that is the presence of God. And that's the place of encounter. You do not leave the place the same way you went there. I'm not preaching to Seventh-day Adventists. Praise the Lord. A place of encounter. God is looking for people. Vessels. That are going to say. Enough is enough. One thing I desire. Of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell. In the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. To behold. His beauty. To behold the beauty. Is that why you came to church? The church has got lost in the para, para things of God. These side things. At one time, David was in God's presence and he saw the pleasures at his right hand. He saw the joy at his side. And he said, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures evermore. Psalms 84. I'm in Psalms 84. Psalms 27. He's no longer seeing the pleasures. He's no longer seeing the joy. He says, one thing I desire, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, not some of my days, all of my days, I want to be all the beauty of the Lord. Him. I want him. Let me not look at the pleasures. The fullness of joy. All that is good. The beauty of his holiness. Church, we need to take our focus back to him to the Lord himself. Forgotten prayer of the church. David prayed as the deer panteth for the water. So does my soul Psalm 63. My heart and my flesh they cry out for the living God. Psalms 84. When shall I appear before God? Not before church. It's no longer about the congregation. When shall I appear? 
When was the last time you had your encounter with God? When was the last time? The dew of the morning came upon your life. The dew of his presence. And you knew it. When was the last time? You were detained. Detained in his presence. And you couldn't and you didn't want to go. The Bible says Moses entered the tabernacle. He put it far out of the out of the congregation. Out of the camp. So that many who sought the Lord may go there. And the Bible says when Moses went there, everybody stood at the door of their tent looking at Moses. And they watched what used to happen. Moses would enter the tabernacle and the cloud of God's presence would come. And the Bible says the, the cloud stood at the door. God closed the door, detained Moses inside the tabernacle. And Moses was inside there. But the Bible says the people stood at the door of their tents and watched and bowed. Not willing to leave their comfort. Not willing to leave what they used to. They worship from afar. They seek God from afar. They don't want to get out of their camp and go out in the wilderness. So they just look and bow. While they are bowing, they are admiring the relationship of God and Moses. This man, whenever he goes to the tabernacle, a cloud closes him in. Oh, Jesus. And the Bible says, when Moses left, a young man by the name of Joshua stayed inside and tarried longer. Hey, Joshua, where did you pass? When Moses was entering the tabernacle, where did you pass? Oh, Joshua knew there is something there is a relationship God has with Moses that I want with God I will do what Moses is doing when I see Moses go I will run ahead of him because if I'm let God will close the door the cloud will be at the door and I cannot enter Joshua runs in and tells the tabernacle Moses comes in and the cloud comes, covers. When God, the Bible says, and God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. A personal relationship. A personal relationship. God can speak. The God who spoke to Moses is the God who spoke to Philip. Philip is on his journey, walking and walking down the road. And the Spirit says, join that chariot. Go to that man and listen in. And Philip hurries up. Philip is walking, but he can hear God. The same voice spoke to Simon Peter when he was in a fast on the road. Rooftop. And the voice said, two men are coming from the city of Joppa. Go down and go with them to Joppa. 
There is a God who speaks. There is a God who's real. That God wants to know you. He wants you to know him. Moses. Musa says, Agam. If I found favor in your sight, Masogo. he doesn't say, take me to the promised land. It's my dream. It's my calling. You told me to deliver your people from Egypt and take them to the land of their inheritance. So Lord, please, if I found favor in your sight, take me to the promise line. Give us a good journey. Give us victory of our enemies. Father, let there be order in the camp. Let these children, ah, 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 if I have found favor in your sight, show me your glory. The forgotten prayer yes. of the church. There are prayers that move God. And the prayers that don't move him. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. God moved by that prayer. Says Moses, I'm going to show you what no man has seen. I'm going to show you all my goodness. He meant, I'm going to show you my beauty. And the Lord caused his goodness to pass before Moses. And the Lord proclaiming his name to Moses. I am the Lord. And he spoke his name. Enduring in mercies. Compassionate. Forgiving. He revealed his name to Moses. Imagine Moses' testimony. Compare it with your testimony. As I conclude, there's one thing we need to get out of our hearts. And that's the spirit of secularism. A secular philosophy. A secular mindset. The church is being secularized. Let me give you, some of you may not understand what secularism is. Secularism is the belief, it's a belief system that religion should not be involved with ordinary life. It is a philosophy that eliminates God yeah. from every sphere of life. Secularism. When you hear, 
That church is secular. That school is a secular school. It means that they have removed God. This is different from God. This spirit is eating the body of Christ and many, even those in good churches like this one, there are many people who have that spirit in their heart. When I say that spirit, I'm talking about it's philosophy and attitude. Secularism has invaded our homes. You go to a Christian home where prayer is rare where God is not celebrated where it feels strange to do spiritual things and it's a Christian home if you have to pray you have to hide in a Christian home that's a secular spirit that we are dealing with in our homes you are a child of God. Your wife is a child of God. For example, my family. We are born again. And even if sometimes we get helpers who are not born again, it does not change our lifestyle. It doesn't. We are a Christian home. An embassy of heaven on the earth. And so Christian living must become the norm. For me to walk in my compound, and pray should not surprise anybody. It's not even a show off. It is the life at home. Hallelujah. For me to sit in my sitting room and read the Bible, it is not a show off. It is not something strange because that is a Christian home. But when the secular spirit is in a home, it's more comfortable to watch TV than to pray. It's more comfortable to eat than to pray. In fact, in fact, even when it comes to eating, we feel strange to pray for the meal together. <laughs> we feel like, okay, okay. <laughs> but when it comes to the eating, that's when life becomes normal. The secular spirit is turning the hearts of many away from God. Many people, their hearts are running away from God because they're getting preoccupied with life in the natural realm outside God. You come to church, you have moments, and after church, the secular spirit tells you now go and live your life. You have finished church. Now go to your life. God ends there. Start your life. Secular spirit. Secular spirit. We need to defeat that spirit. That's why I fell in love with these new programs. Bible study at home. Prayer at home. Now, I, 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 at my home, God has given us grace. We have altars. But to have something more is wonderful. Wonderful. I remember the first Friday we met in the evening. It felt different. I dedicated that place. My, ho- my house and I said, Lord, this place, let it be an altar in this generation. I dedicated that house. We dedicated ourselves and said, Lord, here we are users. Now Bible study is coming. I have Bible study 
study every day with my children. Every day. But now there's another one coming. I am happy. Why? I stood here, Pastor. Dedicated my children to the Lord. And promised I will train them in the way of the Lord. And I'm up to that promise. I will train them. They will see me pray and I'll tell them to pray. They will see me read the Bible and I'll tell them to do the Bible. They will see my living I will tell them to do the same. Because one day they are going to be making the same commitment dedicating their own children. The way I trained them is what they are going to use to train theirs. My big brother Peter keeps telling me Andrew, Andrew, you have not yet finished parenting until you see your grandchildren, how they come out. The proof of a good parent is what the grandchild becomes, not what his child becomes. The, the, the blessing of Abraham was confirmed in Jacob. In Jacob. Praise the Lord. If we're going to be successful, we must build a culture of God's kingdom in our homes and drive out that secular spirit. Hallelujah. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. I conclude. The Lord says, test and see that he is good. There is a place of knowing God. There is a degree. You have been seeking God, okay. But there is a certain degree of seeking God that brings the testing. He said, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. As you sit there looking at me and listening, is it possible that you can stand before God and say, Father, you know that I'm seeking you with all my heart. Will God agree to that one? The secular spirit is pushing the systems to push God out. Work systems, business systems, even family systems, trying to make sure God is pushed out. And the children of God must become aggressive and say no. God has to be in his place. We have to seek God. We must have a culture of seeking the Lord. To know the Lord. Breaking that secular system is going to take a changed heart. A changed heart. There's a story of a 
of a CEO. I read about this man. CEO of a powerful company. Born again. He felt he was working too hard. And he had not given time to seek God. So he gave up some time. Put his leave days together. And set off a whole year. A year to seek the Lord. He went through that year. The year ended. And he hadn't sought the Lord as he had determined. And he said, he discovered it was not a time issue. It was a heart issue. Even after getting a whole year off, he didn't seek the Lord. He was in the gym, visiting friends, happening everywhere, as they say. Never sought the Lord. He said he realized it was his heart. That he could even seek God while he was working. He thought all along, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. Kumbe, I don't have the right heart. I need a heart of flesh. Not a heart of stone. Hallelujah. In the next few minutes, I want you to rise on your feet. Hallelujah. Please rise. Please rise. Friends, we are in such a difficult time. There is a clash of forces. The greatest battles, spiritual battles of all time are here. Upon us. Light against darkness. Your only hiding place is in God. A time is going to come and it is now that coming to church, having your name in the book of the church, being on the church WhatsApp, being in a department and in ministry is not going to secure your spiritual future. What is going to secure your spiritual future is taste and see. Have that encounter with God. Have that encounter. Have that encounter. A man locked himself in a room and said, I'm not going to leave this room until God comes. He prayed for five hours and he began to regret, why did I tell God I'm not going to leave this room? Things became hard. And he realized he had bound himself. So he had to continue nevertheless. He said, I said it, I'm not going to break it. God says, don't be a fool to make a vow before me and not fulfill it. So he continued. Three days, he was in the room praying. And God did not disappoint. God came. That young man today, he's all over the internet. Preaching all over the US. 
because of one encounter. We sink an aim. One encounter. I don't need one more service. I need one encounter. One. Lift up those hands. I want you to wrestle with your heart in this moment of prayer. And I want you to cry out to God. God, turn my heart to seek you. I want to taste and see. Lord, turn my focus back to you. I'm, I'm focused on too much. But I need to see the glory. I want to run after you. I want to behold your beauty. I want you to raise your voice right now. Start to pray. Start to pray. Children of God, pray. Fear not. You are in His presence. Pour your heart. Pour your heart. I'm not asking the music to be raised. I'm not asking anything to be raised for you. I am asking prayer to be raised. Let prayer be raised to God. Let you wrestle with your life and say enough is enough. I have been in this level of seeking God and I'm not moving anywhere. I want a new level that will bring me to the tasting. Pray. Pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. David say, as the deer panteth for the waters, my soul pants after you. Moses said, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Father, give us a heart again. Turn our hearts to that prayer. Turn our hearts to your intimacy. Turn our hearts to seeking you. Father, we need an encounter with you. We need to experience you. And not just experience prayer. And not experience a service. We want you, O oh God. Lift your voice and pray. I give you a few minutes to engage your heart. I am not going to pray for you. I want you to raise that voice. Yes, Lord. Zekata, enough is enough. That secular spirit, drive it out of your way. That secular spirit, drive it out of your home. That secular spirit that wants to disconnect you, refuse it. Refuse it. All of life is sacred. All of life is for God. Zantata, Zekataka, Jete Amatata. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Set our hearts after you. Set our hearts after you. Set our hearts after you. Rebuff the cry for Jesus. Rebuff the cry for fellowship. Rebuff the cry to know you, oh God. Rebuff the cry. Father, oh, you have desired the knowledge of God. More than burnt offerings. Yekaro Shataya. Ratatakata. Zekataka. Jetataka. 
Zekatakarosa, Zekatakarota, Rakata, Zepatakarote Terebosa, Ratakabrosa, Ayeparakatakaroseleba, Ratataka, Rakatakabrosa, 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 Ketakapa. Pray, pray, pray. Don't pray like somebody waiting for it to end. Pray like someone who wants an encounter with God. Pray like somebody who's tired of that secular spirit that has been affecting and disconnecting your life. Pray like someone who wants progress with God. Progress in the spirit. Progress to know God. Ah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hear the prayers of your people. Yes, Lord, draw your people. Draw your people. Draw your people. Draw our hearts. Soften our hearts. Make us tender to your voice. Make us tender to your ways. Make us tender to the culture of heaven. Zakatai, Zakataka Prose, Zeparanta, 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 Zatata, Parakata, Pacabrosa, Rapataka, Rapakatapa, Rakataka Rosekataka. Yes, 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 rise on that mountain, get there, get there. Yekosha, wrestle with your God, wrestle with your heart, wrestle, submit everything in you to this life of seeking God that you may test and see. Yakaprosata yabata. Yeremamandeka. Somebody pray, somebody pray. You have some time, you have some time. Don't, don't let go, stir up yourself. Stir up yourself to take a hold of your heart. Stir up yourself. Prayer time, prayer time. Encounter your God. Enough is enough. Lord, raise the level. Step up the bar. Step up the standard. You are calling your people. You are calling your people to taste and see. This is a call to taste Him. This is a call to experience who He is. This is a call into the holies of holies. Makata kabrosai, opata karosa, yekata kabrose, anda bakobrosa, abrosa karabata, zekarabakatakai, zeparakata, 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 ma prose, pasata, rekata kapa, mo 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 father, my father reposa, ma porosa, change somebody's heart today. Father, remove the stony heart. Yekabrosa, zepataka, zepakataka brose, jatatalabaka, 
Yes, go deeper, go deeper. Go deeper, go deeper with your God. Cry out to Him to draw you. Cry out to Him to focus your attention. To help you put your focus on Him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, Yamandekea. Shitala Mahande. Alabakatakaye. Hey, Shepalahaya. Alabatakaya. Elemahandarabasaya. Ezaka Halabataya. Ezeka Halabata. Ezeka Halabata. Azeka Harabata. Ezeka Rabata. Zekataka Rose. Zekarabakataka. Mantaka Rosa. I want to diarabosa. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, Masha. Let the body of Christ. Let the body of Christ come there. Come on, Namasha. Yekandabata. Yekandabasa. Mantaka Prosa. One of the things God wants you to do is to enter your place in His presence. Capture your place. Capture your place in His presence. Come to your place. There is a place for you in the presence of God. There is a place for you. There is a place for you. There is a place for you in His presence. There is a place for you in His friendship. There is a place for you. Come to your place. Seek for that place where you will know him. Where you will know him. Yelemahande. Shalababa. Your presence is everything to me yeah your presence is everything to me oh your presence is everything to me yes your presence is everything to me shataka makataka basata rata your presence is everything to me your presence is everything, Jesus. Your presence is everything. <laughs> Whoa. into the presence of God. Press in, press in. Press into his presence. Dive into 
his presence. Find your place. Yeah, your presence, Lord. Shadalabakayelabatai. Is everything. Is everything to me. Is everything to me. Yeah, yeah. Is everything to me. Jesus, 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 somebody just, just call on Jesus. Halabako Shatai. Yes, Lord, your presence. Is everything to me? I want to know you. and tell him I want to know you more than ever before. I want to know you more than ever ever known you, Father. Father, I ask you, introduce yourself. Proclaim your name before me. As I seek your face, proclaim. Oh God, reveal yourself to me. Lord, I want to know. I want to touch you. In the secret, in the secret, Kataka Rosa Kataka, Shekata Father, bring us back to the secret place. Give us a habit in the secret place. Give us a habit in the secret place. In the stillness, the quiet spirit, the gentle and quiet spirit is of great price in the eyes of the Lord. I want to know you. I want to know Yeah, I want to To see his face Thank you, Jesus Come on, tell him I want to know you Let it be the hunger Let it be the desire of your life Let it be the cry in you Lord, bring me to know you Lord, bring me to know you Lord, raise me to know you Lord, teach me to know you pray oh god i want to know i want to know you i am reaching i am reaching for the highest goal the highest goal that i may receive the prize pressing onwards pushing every hindrance aside out of my way because I want to know come and lift your voice and say I want to know come and lift those hands and say I want to know I want to know I want to see your face 
Father, give us our heartbeats to know you, to know you, to know you. I want to touch you. everybody lift up those hands everybody the Bible says that the generation of Jacob the generation of Jacob is the generation that seeks your face oh God the generation of Jacob is the generation that seeks your face. Jacob at Bethel had an encounter with the face of God. As you lift those hands, tell your father, I sign in, I register into the generation of Jacob. I register my name. Tell your father, if it's you, and you have heard what the Lord is saying to you to taste and see register your name today as among those that seek the face come on register your name tell him Father here I am I join the generation of Jacob I join those at Bethel who seek the face of God Come on, it's your time to register. Talk to your father. Shatakarabasaya. Shakatakaprosa. God is doing something in somebody. God is doing something in somebody. Somebody's heart is rising. Somebody's heart is melting. Somebody's heart is burning. Somebody's heart has been stirred up. The generation that seeks his face. I am the generation. I sign in today. The face of God. Not the hand of God. Not the power of God. The face. I want to taste. Father, we renounce the spirit of secularism. 
we renounce every spirit that wants to disconnect us from this path of testing and knowing you we renounce the worldly spirits that come to pour coldness on us Father in Jesus name from this day let there be your God a setting of the heart to focus on you and only you only you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit those of us who have families here I want you to take time and dedicate your home and your family. If you live alone, dedicate your home right here on this altar. Dedicate your home today. And say, Father, I refuse the secular spirit in my home. My home will not be secular. My home will not be secular. The TV will not be the main thing in my sitting room. No. Prayer. The word. My home will be an embassy for the kingdom of God. It will be a place where mommy, daddy, brothers and sisters, the helpers, everybody seeks the Lord. I dedicate my home as an embassy. As an embassy for God. As a training school for my children. A training school, spiritual training place. I dedicate my home as a place of rest in God's presence. In the name of Jesus. A place to know God. A place where God is revealed. Where God is known. Where God is manifest. Father, where God intervenes in the affairs of men and is glorified. My home is your home. I am reaching for the highest goal that I may receive the crown. Look, pressing onwards, pushing every hindrance aside because I want to know you more hallelujah We thank you for this time that we are before you. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people. Thank you. Father, I've delivered your word today. And I thank you, Father, for the grace that you have given me today to deliver this word. I thank you. Father, Lord, I pray 
that there shall be even more grace upon each one of us that as we leave this place this word will be true from today in each of our lives I pray Heavenly Father that it will not be stolen I pray Holy Spirit that the secular atmosphere out there will not overwrite it Lord but whatever we have now when we go out there we will overwrite what we find out there Father give fathers the boldness the courage the wisdom give mothers the courage and the wisdom show them the way give home leaders whoever they are father that wherever they are that will be their Bethel that will be their house of God that will be where the ladder of heaven is that will be where you are Lord I pray let this church experience a significant shift within the very families and the very homes let there be a significant apostolic shift to the way things are done father let pastors rise up in homes let worship leaders rise up in homes let bible teachers let prophets rise up in homes father lord among the children among mothers and fathers among those who are living lord alone father or with a few other people father let there be evangelists rising in the homes let the glory of god manifest in the homes like never before from this week oh god from today let priests, the priests of the Lord, these who are here, let them put on the effort, the linen clothes, the, the white garments, let them put on the armor of the Lord and let them stand in the beauty of holiness and minister and call on you in their homes and Father, let there be such a surging of your presence in their homes, in their communities, in their neighborhoods and all together, Father, in the body and in the nation. I pray, Holy Spirit, that this will be conducted by you. The children will prophesy. Our sons and daughters will prophesy. Because they have met you, Father. They'll be filled with the Spirit. On those home altars, they will be taught of the Lord. On those home altars, Father, I pray that men, those who, those who are living alone will close their doors and hide from everything and everybody will switch off their phones and their internet and everything and father, men will get buried in the secret place let there be a shift of culture beginning today a shift of culture your home is not just your home it's your Bethel. It's the house of God. Father, we bless you. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. We receive of him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get a hold of